Praise God, everyone. Just give everybody a minute to jump on here. Um, I hope you had some time to watch the previous uh, session I just did on our desire and the dynamics of temptation. I'm sharing things from my own heart, like things I've learned, um, not necessarily things I've read, these are just things I've learned um, through my prayer and through reflecting on my life and how the Holy Spirit's helped me. So um, as we're giving people a minute to jump on here, um, I just want to invite you again to check out the videos I did on inner healing. Um, I'm putting all these in the same playlist on my YouTube channel. Um, again, you can uh, check out... Um, the Ablaze Worship website. Um, and on the YouTube channel, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to that channel. Click the bell so you get in notifications when I put out a new teaching or a video. Um, if it helps you, praise God. Okay? So, let's dive in here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, you have formed each one of us in our mother's womb. And you breathed and spoke our souls into existence at that very moment of conception. You furnace a desire in us. You burn a desire in us for yourself. And we're here on earth on our journey into heaven. And Lord, there's a lot of roadblocks. There's a lot of attacks on our journey. There's a lot of temptations that try to hijack our desire for you by replacing it with people and things of this passing world. We first just want to say, God, we're sorry. Sorry for making people into idols. Sorry for making things into idols. Lord, we repent for making ourselves an idol. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Most immaculate heart of Mary, pray for us. Amen. So, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So in the last video, I, I talked about um, our desire for God and the dynamics of temptation. And again, what I'm doing here as I'm just sharing from my own lived experience and how the Holy Spirit has helped me to make sense of the movements of the heart and the world around us and the invisible world that's influencing and impacting our lives. Often, we're out of touch with that. We have a very low spiritual IQ. And God wants us to become more awakened in the Holy Spirit. Awake, O sleeper. Scripture says, Awake, O sleeper. Rise from your sleep. Now is the time of salvation. And so I'm going to talk a little bit right now about our experience in prayer. So, how many of you struggle with prayer? <laughs> right? How many of you get distracted in prayer? Right? How many of you... And you're to call it like monkeys in the head. You're just thoughts bouncing all over when you're praying, right? How many of us um, are bored in prayer or we just don't seem to understand or know what to do when we're praying at times, right? So there's a lot of things that can happen in prayer. How many of us get uncomfortable in prayer um, where we just can't sit any longer? We, we have to leave the room. We have to get out. 
Um, sometimes that's how we feel, right? Well, I want you to know that that's all because God is loving you. Yep. Those are all manifestations of your discomfort with how close God is getting to you when you agree to sit with him in prayer. Okay, so why is that? So when you're in prayer, when you come into prayer, remember what's happening. You are coming into the presence of Almighty God. You're becoming vulnerable to the presence of God. God is light. God is love. He's the light of the world, right? God is perfect love, and perfect love casts out fear. So if there's any areas of us, like if you could imagine yourself as like translucent, like your soul, just imagine like your, your, because your soul is the form of your body, right? You're, you're, you're translucent, like your soul right now. You, you can't see my soul, but you see my body, right? But imagine like our bodies, like imagine a translucent body. You come into the chapel and you're in front of, let's talk about the blessed sacrament. You're in front of the blessed sacrament. From the Eucharist, from the Blessed Sacrament, if you cannot, if you and I could just take the veil and remove it, there would be this massive amount, supernatural, atomic, nuclear light emanating from the Eucharist because God is like brighter than the sun, the moon and the stars. Like God is light in the spiritual pure light, okay? That light is blasting through the chapel, through the room, okay, as we're there in prayer. Now, think about this. If, let's say there's, if, imagine we're translucent. So someone who's perfectly translucent would be somebody that has no sin, somebody that's in total agreement with God, who is in perfect communion with God, which we would say someone in heaven. Okay, that's a person that's perfectly purified, because this has a lot to do with purification too, right? So as that light's being blasted, I mean, how many of you know what a sandblaster is, right? Where you sandblast something, you, you, you get all the paint off or all the rough edges off. You're, you're blasting this object with sand at a high speed. And it's just chewing away at anything that's keeping the, that, 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 that's, um, that's not part of the original, okay? Like that piece of metal, the original piece of metal. When you sandblast, you're getting all the other stuff off that it's collected over the years. The old paint, layers of old paint, you know, the dust, the rust, etc. All that's being blasted off. Now, if that piece of metal could talk, it would probably be crying. It would probably be in tears. It would probably be, ouch, that hurts, please stop. But really, what's really happening is the person doing the sandblasting is setting that piece of metal free from all the layers, all the crud, all the stuff. So when you come into the chapel, it's kind of like God's a massive light blast chamber. There's this light blast chamber and you're being blasted with light, God's love, not because he's trying to hurt you, but because God is so in love with you. His love is so passionate. His love is so amazing. His love is so strong that when you're there, you can get uncomfortable. Now, if you were translucent and there was no impurities on you at all, you would be able to sit there in the chapel 
and feel no resistance. You would actually be so comfortable there that you could just like rest in a beautiful way in front of Jesus in the Eucharist as you're in front of the Lord in prayer because there's no impurities, nothing for that light to hit. But when you come into the chapel filled with the world and ideas from the world, when you come into the chapel and there's maybe some habits of sin in your life or vices that you struggle with, impatience, um, ingratitude, you gossip, you cursed. You know, every time you curse, imagine an area of that translucent starts to get clogged up. Now when you go into chapel, all those places where you're not in full communion with the Lord are going to get hit with that light. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And so why am I sharing this with you guys? Because when you come into prayer next time, the next time you're coming into prayer and you feel all this stuff, you feel distractions, your head's bouncing around. See, our heads bounce around because that light's hitting our spirits and our mind because we're so spiritually uneducated, we often don't know what to do with that discomfort. And we start to think it's just us or the worst of things that could happen would be, ah, holy hours aren't for me. What a bad decision to make. Or, ah, I guess journal is not for me or reading scripture is not for me. Or, you know, going to mass is not for me. It's boring. No, it's not really. See, when people say mass is boring or prayer is boring for them, what they're really saying is, I'm so afraid to let God love me. I'm just, I'm translating their, their immature understanding of the spiritual realm. Um, mass is boring or church is boring. What they're really saying is, I don't like the feeling of being purified. I don't like the feeling that happens to me when I sit in that chapel. My head's jumping around. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling uncomfortable. You know why? Because that light of Jesus is hitting you. Now, if you hold on, sometimes what I'll tell people is like, imagine this is a, a church pew. I'm like, hold on to the pew. And it's like that light, it's like hitting you. And if you hold on long enough, God will blow all the rust off your soul. He'll blow all the impurities off your soul. He'll blow all of the stuff off your soul. There's times where I've had to stay in the chapel, guys, for like hours to get to that place where I feel the Lord has gotten all the crud off my soul. Okay? So, I want to invite you. You know who can really help you with that? You ready? Drum roll. You know who can really help you in this school of prayer? You know who's going to be a, your best best friend and advocate and, and spiritual director um, in your prayer life? Here she is, our mother. The Blessed Mother will teach you how to receive the light. Receive the light of Christ. And she'll hold on to you and keep you in the chapel until all the cleaning's done. And those of you that have waited out the purifying light of Jesus in the Adoration Chapel know what I'm talking about. Those of you that haven't and have pulled eject every time you felt it, you need to stop pulling eject. 
This is why people don't sign up for adoration. This is why people make a unfortunate decision that adoration is not their type of prayer for them because they don't understand the dynamic of the invisible realm and what's happening to their souls. Now, now here, let's take it a step further. You ready? I mean, I love this stuff. Isn't this exciting, guys? It's like, think about this. Um, and these are just things the Lord's taught me in prayer. I'm not sharing stuff I read. I just This is stuff that I kind of like think about at times when I have my own human experience in prayer and my struggles with prayer and how I can kind of navigate that. Um, and sh please share this video. Share this with people. Go Share it on your Facebook. Share it on, um, email it out. Um, share it with family and friends, people that maybe struggle with prayer. This might help them. And also you can, I've had a lot of fee great feedback on the um, Inner Healing uh, series that I've done. And by the way, this video will be in my uh, YouTube channel in that same playlist as those inner healing videos. I've had a lot of people give great feedback of how it's helped family members and friends to start creating um, a, 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 a sense of the landscape for the spiritual journey. Okay, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Here. It's like I can kind of build a little bit of a spiritual map so that when something's happening, you have a framework to think about it through and rather than pulling eject every time you stay in the game you don't forfeit the game you don't pull eject you're not like don't get it don't understand it no you stay in the game okay so like um let's take it a step further now there are people out there that i've heard say something like this like i'm gonna have all the fun i can and then before i die I'll accept the Lord into my life. Bad, bad, bad decision, okay? Why do I say that? Because number one, obviously, for the those watching here that are believers know that well, they're, they're missing out on a ton of grace and blessings um, that God will want to give them and make them the best version of themselves now, not after you die, okay? So, Let's go back to that translucent understanding of our humanity. Like translucent means perfect communion with the Lord. No tumors, spiritual tumors. There's no rust, no Klingons, things that have clinged on to us from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay, so I want you to think about this. Um, to the degree you've allowed God on earth to purify you, you're ready for heaven. Another example, ready? This is a really cool thing the Lord taught me on this one. When you go to a movie theater, how many of you have been to a movie theater, right? And it's very dark in there, right? Because they have to show the movie, right? Makes perfect sense. But when you walk out on a bright, sunny, sunny summer day, after you come out of a movie theater, what happens? You squint your eyes wide. You know why? It's too bright. You've actually become accustomed to the dark room. Go Get where I'm going here? If you and your life on earth become accustomed to darkness, what's going to happen when your soul leaves your body and you leave, leave the movie theater dark room? When you leave that dark room and you're now out in this bright light, brighter than the sun. God is brighter than the sun. And if we haven't, while we're on earth, adjusted our eyes to the light of Christ, what's going to happen at the moment of death when we've become so accustomed to darkness? As it says in scripture, or as it says, I don't know if it's in scripture, but it, as, as I've heard taught, and, and I'm assuming it can be backed up in some way through scripture, whether it be 
indirectly or directly that God don't send you to hell. We choose to go to hell. He just assigns us what we've chosen. You know, if you if you reject God, in his in his love, he has to obey your free will. So he gives you what you wanted. While you were on earth, you chose darkness. The moment of your death, if you're unprepared, he serves you what you've decided for your life. We've all chosen to sin, meaning we all the wage of sin is death. We all deserve hell. But by the grace of God and his divine mercy, we can on earth awaken to our sinfulness and choose to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and invite his divine mercy into our life. Make a good confession. I'm sorry, Lord, I repent. And then the life of grace and God's life in my soul begins and I begin the purification process, the maturing in the spirit. My soul becomes more and more translucent as, as God's light blast removes all those rough edges and rust and tumors in my spiritual life. He starts to cleanse and purify, which can be often not the funnest thing to go through. You know, St. John of the Cross calls it the, the, the nights, um, the, the purifying nights, right? Um, the purification time that we go through. Okay, now think about this. Um, to the degree we've allowed that to happen on earth, to that degree we're ready for heaven. So what if, remember, God's, God's honors your free will. He won't force you to stay in prayer and let him purify you. God won't force you to let his Holy Spirit transform and purify us. We have to say yes. That's why we honor and reverence our Blessed Mother. Because her yes allowed God to fill her and flow through her to others. 100% perfect. Whereas we might be receiving 60% and giving 60%. You, can't, you can only give what you receive, right? So if I'm receiving 40%, I can only give you 40% of love. If I'm only receiving 10%, I can only give you 10%. Which means I'm going to have a lot of need to use people and take from people rather than overflow and give to people with the servant heart of Jesus Christ. Okay, so... Kind of back to this. I know I'm getting into a lot of stuff here, but I want to just share with you real briefly. Okay, if you let's say you 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 you've prayed and you've allowed the Lord to purify you. Now, obviously, I'm not putting numbers or percentages on our level of purification or readiness for heaven. Only God knows. But I'm just saying this is real. God cooperates. We cooperate with God's Spirit. He purifies us. Let's say you're purified. I'm just going to use number for hypothetical sense. Um, let's say you're purified about 85%. God's You've allowed God to eradicate 85% of the things in your spirit that would prevent you from heaven. There's still the other uh, 15%, right? There's still that other 15%. And if you died and you haven't completed on earth, what God needed to complete for you to be fully communing with him in heaven. It's a, remember, God is justice and mercy. His justice demands that we are 100% purified. And by the way, if you aren't 100% purified, you're not going to be ready for heaven anyhow. And you wouldn't enjoy heaven. It would be like, if this cup represents my soul, you know, Father Michael's soul, there it is. If this cup represents my soul, and I let's say I allow God to empty me out so I'm ready for heaven and I died here say well I still have that much more to let God empty me out 
And so what we in the Catholic Church teach is the, the doctrine of purgatory, purgation, where he continues to purge, remove anything that we didn't allow him to complete while we were on earth so that we can enjoy full glory in heaven. And when the moment you die, God doesn't grab someone that's not ready for heaven and throws them into heaven because they were at least above the 50% level ready for heaven. Because that means that soul would be here when they're thrown into heaven. God never forces the human will. The human will has to cooperate with allowing God to complete the work of purification so they can come into full communion with their freedom, not violating their freedom. So does that make sense? You know, so if I don't finish on earth what's needed for my purification to enter full glory of heaven, that means I'll be assigned for the amount of time needed to finish that in purgatory, right? And so I don't have time to get into some scriptures for that right now, but I just wanted to share that with you because I, I think it makes a lot of sense and it, it helps you to understand not only the dynamic of prayer, but the understanding of how you're being prepared for heaven through your prayer life, um, especially in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. And this is why we do a blaze. Um, we use worship music to help people to yield to the Holy Spirit and the power of the Eucharist, and they begin to have encounters and transformation experiences. So again, um, God bless you guys. I know this is a little longer video, but I hope it blesses you and gives you some understanding of um, the dynamics and the landscape of your interior life. May God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.